So, welcome to our first ever live podcast. <gasps> we've been doing these TikTok lives anyway for about an hour, and we decided to just. We've been doing in. TikTok lives for an hour? What do you mean? It sounds like you're saying oh, like, that, like oh, for the whole time. Ever. For, ever. Like, ever. We've yeah. done them for an hour. No, but we've been doing them for like an hour a day, and somebody suggested that we should just put it, post it on YouTube, so we're going to do that, and then we'll probably just like post it on Spotify and make like a podcast of it. Um, and I hope this isn't really lame, but we figured that we would just like make the topic, the, the, uh, oh, Amy, you're in here. What's up, girl? Amy's the one that suggested that we make this a podcast, so that's what we're doing. Um, we're going to, uh... Uh, talk about the TikTok that we just posted as like a starting branch to go into discussion, and hopefully this doesn't bore the hell out of people. Yes. Um, I'm Daniel, and I'm Dana. We are a polyamorous music duo slash TikTok, you know, creator because we've been doing a lot of TikToks lately. So I guess that makes us TikTokers. But, uh... Also, I do my makeup while we're live. Yeah, we're killing, like, ten birds with one stone. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna do the TikTok live. We're gonna, Dana's gonna do her makeup. And we're gonna turn this into a podcast. And put it on YouTube and everywhere else. Basically. And maybe we'll get to answer some of your questions. Yeah. Um... So, we're gonna start with the... We're gonna start by talking about the TikTok that we just put out. And hopefully we won't feel really stupid doing this, but we're gonna try playing the uh, playing the TikTok clip for you, and then we will go into our analysis. Are you ready, Dana? Hi, Abby. Um, yes, let's do it. So you're polyamorous. Yeah. I was polyamorous with my ex. Oh, that's great. How'd that go? Oh, you know, she wanted to be with people. I let her. You know, we had rules. She broke all the rules, but. You know, she's just a liar and a cheater. Well, what were your rules? I mean, it doesn't matter what the rules were. She broke them, well, so... actually, rules do matter because they usually come from an insecure place. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, rules are rules. Like, if we had a contract, she would have signed it and then broken the rules. Well, it's funny. My ex did the same kind of stuff. Like, everything he did just made me trust him less and less. So, maybe we're good for each other. At least we can help each other build trust again. Yeah, I get it. You know, people who can't be trusted in monogamy should be polyamorous. Okay, so that was the TikTok, which supposedly, uh, or, I mean, not supposedly, but Dana, actually, this is inspired by a real date that happened. Yeah, there's no supposedly about it. Yeah, I mean, you came home and basically told me everything that happened that day. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I think what's the craziest about it is that I put up with the way he was talking for, like, four hours. Well, that happens with all of your dates where, like, you don't realize... I don't realize I'm air- angry at the way they talk about things and Until you tell me, me the story later. Happened, and I'm, I'm like, like, oh my god, I'm outraged. What the fuck? I cannot believe this happened to you. Yeah. And it's always, like, even if you're calling me on the way home, you'll be like... I'll be like, so how'd it go? And you're like... Good. Great. Yeah, it went great. I'm like, oh, really? What happened? And then the more you start to tell me, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, me? He, sa- he said that to you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he did, actually. That's not cool. But also the way you tell it is always hilarious. So that's kind of why we're making these skits now. And Dana is doing most of the writing on these skits because she's just good <laughs> I've just at remembering so much the dialogue. These weird, like, conversations. 
Um, but yeah, like, yeah. obviously we toned, we like, pared the dialogue down, but like, you but know, there was like a lot pretty accurate. Said. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of people in the comments right now on that TikTok are arguing about rules and boundaries, like rules versus boundaries. I'm and actually getting a little confused after reading some of their comments because why? I've always thought that rules were like what you set for your partner or yeah. for you, both of you together, where boundaries are normally what you set for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. And I've heard that boundaries are a little better than rules because you're not really supposed to control your partner or tell them what they can and cannot do. It's more like, what do I want to not do or mm. do? That's what um, we try to follow, being autonomous. Yeah. Um, the thing that confused me is somebody's example in the comments was like, um, for example, like my boundary could be that, you know, you can be with other people outside of me, but they, but I'm not cool with them coming to the house. <laughs> At what point does the boundary, where is the boundary between rules and, and boundaries? boundaries? Right. So to me, that seems like a little unfair. I don't know. Like, it's like I, if, can you, can you just like gaslight somebody like, into a Can you just rule? be like, well, this is my house. So, and like, you can't have anyone over in my house that I share with you. Like, mm -hmm. is it their house? It, you, do you get what I'm saying where the confusion goes for me? So if, if you were like... They're sort of claiming the space. Well, if you say to me, like, I would like to bring somebody home to our, our house, and I would be like, well, I don't feel comfortable with that. Is that me inadvertently or, you know, sneakily setting a rule instead of saying that's a boundary? I guess the thing about a rule is that it's like a final... Whereas, like, a boundary is, like, it opens it up for discussion, and maybe there's a better way to negotiate it. Whereas, like, a rule sounds like something really final. It's just more about how you talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm getting confused Stop reading with. the comments, Sorry, Dana. sorry, sorry. It confuses me. Um, we have a podcast to host. I forgot. Okay. So, I guess one of the things, though, what you're saying is not really addressing what I brought up, though. Like, I'm saying that they said their boundary is mm -hmm. that you can go be with other people, but don't bring them to the house. How, how... Do you get that I'm saying that that's like... How is that... How is that not them controlling the other person's actions? You're not saying d don't bring them to the house. You're saying I'm not comfortable with you having somebody over here. Then, okay, because if so you you're say just talking about how you feel... Yeah, and I, yeah, I think if and you say, like, my boundary is that I would not want to be here. Or, like, because, like, why them in your house? What does that really boil down to? I think a rule, when you set it, it doesn't allow for discussion. It's like, let's make a rule where, but, like, if you're, like, talking about how you feel about something, that's more of a boundary, and you're, and you're able to set it up in a way that you're, like, it allows for more discussion. So you could be like, what are you not comfortable with? What is your boundary, really, that you don't want? somebody sleeping in your bed that you don't want them in your house you don't want their presence in your house well then there's maybe there's something there deeper like, going what is, on what is where's where does the insecurity like come from like right what is it you're upset about what is your what is the thing that you're trying to avoid because that sounds like mm -hmm. avoidance to me right. so this is kind of what i was saying in maybe the in the video that like when someone sets rules or even rules or boundaries that come off more like a rule to me, it's like, let's talk about why. Let's, like, delve into that situation. And that was what he didn't do with his ex. Like, mm -hmm. it seemed like they just had these, these like, surface rules. Like, for example, I don't know if this was one of them. He wouldn't give me any examples on what the rules were when I asked right. about it. So he the rules could have... Yeah, the rules could have been, like, 
you know, you can't sleep with a person more than once. Like, who knows, like, what the rule was. Um, but, like, if someone is looking to be emotionally connected with someone, you would want to sleep with them, with, with them more than once. Mm-hmm. That, that wouldn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to explain, that, like, it could come from an insecurity. Like, maybe you don't want her to connect at all with somebody. Right. So, like, that might be what she would wanted. The whole thing is, is that you shouldn't have to make someone else's boundary that's kind of what you're doing yeah. with the rule it's like, like you can't sleep with someone else let more them than once. come like, up with they their should own be able to... let them come up with their own boundary and then you'll agree to the boundaries together yeah but like when you make it a rule that's just kind of you know ending the conversation or you're trying to just put down your yeah foot yeah i think and that's usually like i feel like that's usually how when monogamous people try to be polyamorous in the beginning, a lot of mistakes are made. And then there's like the separation between the people that like try it again or communicate through it, through the mess ups, like kind of what we did. Or there's the people that are like, I knew that was wrong. I knew polyamory wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I knew people were all like a liars or, you know, or like, you know, cheaters. Like that's kind of what happens a lot. And that's kind of what our, our TikTok skit was today that we posted. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we are actually turning this into a podcast now. Uh, so we're going to be putting this on YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff later. It's pretty crazy that um, there are like 96 people in here right now. Uh, <laughs> it used to be like 10 people for a really long time. And uh, ever since uh, Dana saw me naked in a TikTok... <laughs> Uh, you know, and screamed bloody murder. Uh, we started uh, blowing up a little bit. Um, I guess everyone just relates to screaming when their significant other walks in the room naked. I think so. I think that was kind of the the uh, people said that we won that challenge because or oh, that great. trend because well, I feel like it, was it was the most realistic. realistic one. Yeah. I mean, so, there was all those reactions of girls like the guys would take their clothes off and the girls would be like. Oh yeah, like cool. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, like oh, I honey. don't know if I. The thing w- is, is like you do, do that. you do that to me when I'm not throwing you off guard and the windows aren't wide open. Sure, you're right. You did literally. Yeah, sure. you, you did like traipse into the living room. Like, is it hot in here? Or is it just me? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for... No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, so we were talking about the the post we recently made, which was about um, how a lot of times people that start polyamory um, without doing very much research often will just make rules and be like, okay, let's be open, but the rules are, you know, neither of us can bring someone home or neither of us can... Um, or you can only see them once You can once only see week, them once or... or you can only see them... Yeah, you can... You can't spend the night. You can only sleep with them. Like, things like that. Um, And we just think they come from a place of of a little bit of insecurity or just, like, before you get full communication on a topic. So, like... Which is what boundaries could help with. Yeah. So, it's totally cool to be like, this is the rule I want. But then the next step would be, well, let's talk about why you want that rule. Why do you feel like there needs to be a rule in place for this to not happen? You know? What are you worried about? What are you insecure about? Where do you feel jealousy? And then talk about that. We didn't even delve that deeply. Like, your the TikTok that we made wasn't even about... It was very quick and surface, but... But yeah, I guess it was. She was just like, she broke the rules regardless, and... I don't know. That's like a lot of monogamous couples we talk to. It does seem like there's just this disconnect in their communication. 
Like, they just end up cheating. Like, they start with wanting to be open or poly, but then they're not honest enough, so it ends up feeling more like cheating. Like, um, so, yeah, I think the reason why that happens is because they're not used to being as open as, like, polyamorous people are, because we're very communicative. So, like, they have to get used to that. So I think what usually happens is that they avoid being so communicative for a while, and it makes things kind of go off the rails. Because they're not used to that. Like, they don't, they're not used to being like, I have a crush on someone at work. Like, they're not used to talking like that. Oh, somebody from TikTok, we were just talking to them, and she said that that she's in a polyamorous relationship now. She's in a throuple now. And it's just so much more communicative than her monogamous relationships ever were. Yeah. Could you imagine dating a monogamous person like let's say let's say you like went on a game show because i'm just trying to think of like and like how this could possibly happen but like let's say you went on a game show where you had to like date one of like 10 people and they were all monogamous and you you had to date a monogamous person for like a year like i can tell you exactly what would happen okay i would be like oh like does that thing make you insecure or like, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, Oh, like, how do you feel about me talking to your going out with a friend of yours for, Mm -hmm. and looking for a present for you? And like, I feel like I would challenge them. Like a boyfriend. Yeah. I feel like I would challenge them in all these different ways of being like, Oh, does that make you insecure? Or like, how do you feel about that? I feel like they'd be like, I'm not insecure. I'm fine with everything. But then they would like later get mad and then they'd be passive aggressive. And I'd be like, I feel like you're being passive aggressive about this. Like, maybe are you bothered by this thing that happened earlier today? You don't think that there's any way. And they'll be like, what? No. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot more denial in the way communication is with monogamy. Like, nobody's out there, like, but there is a chance. There is a chance that the monogamous person would be cool with you going out with their friend and shopping with True. them. True. But then... So let's say they were cool with everything. The only thing they're not cool with is if you start to cross their feelings, monogamous line. Yeah, feelings for people. Or so, like, so, let's, so basically, let's say you're dating a monogamous person because you have to because you're on a game sure, show. Sure, sure. Then you start to, like, have feelings for somebody. Not, like, his friend, but you just somebody you meet at, Someone like... at work or something. At work, yeah. And you start to have feelings for them, and you tell him, like, because you're honest... You're communicative. You tell him, I'm having feelings for this, like, new person. So he would then say, okay, I think he would well, then say, well, like, well, you need to just stop talking to him completely then. And you need to, like, completely pull away from him. Or you need to get a new job. Would you be forced to cheat? Um, no. Because you can always make the decision not to be physical with someone. But against your own principles. Like, I guess you would... Or would you lose the game show? No, no, no. You don't understand. Like... I would be like, I have a crush on this person. He'd be like, well, you need to distance yourself completely from them. But let's them. say, like, you, you, this is something you could really have, you could see having a long-term thing. Oh, like, yeah. this is a really cool person you met, and you're like, oh, my God, I could have, like, a long-term polyamorous thing with this person after this game show is over. Right. Would you lose the game show? For how much money would you break your polyamorous I'm sorry, values? what am I winning in this game show? That's what I'm saying. So let's say, like, the prize is, like... <laughs> Let's say the prize is like fifty thousand dollars. Okay. If you don't, let's say it's a hundred. A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars, and and I'm dating a guy who's monogamous. And you meet this guy what who's like a goal? really strong spark. Like, no, the goal is to make it through a year being monogamous with this man. Oh, so the goal is to be monogamous. It's to be monogamous for a year. Okay. With with a man on a game show. So all that I would that, do. That he's really cool and the sex is great. I'm telling you exactly you, what I would but do. But you meet somebody. I'm telling you exactly what I would okay. do. Okay. I would literally be like, dude. 
I'm like, I definitely can stay and be monogamous for this whole year with you. Okay. But the entire year, I'm going to be trying to talk him into polyamory, the concept of it. No, but it's the, if the game show at the end of the year, you will lose the hundred grand. If they find out. If you slip up, if you sleep with anybody else. I'm not talking about making any actions. I would be convincing him mentally the whole year about why polyamory makes sense, but we were going to be monogamous <laughs> with each other for one year. Okay, but that is the deal I would make. With so him. you, but so, but this other person, you would tell him, "Can you hold would, on for a yeah, year? Because I'll make a hundred grand." I would let him. But know let's say that's not that an, an option. That I'm a game show. Let's say the guy on the game show says that's not cool. I don't want you. Can't even talk to him anymore. Hmm. I would just say, like, do you understand that you're controlling me? It doesn't matter. It's the game show. <laughs> you're gonna lose a hundred grand. What? Do you, I don't get what you're. I'm putting a price on your principles. Oh, damn. So, but you're saying I really <laughs> like this guy. Someone just said, "This is it. This is your entire personality." <laughs> um, no, but. This has gone off the rails. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. This is a very crazy hypothetical. But you're saying... (laughs) I'm invested in this game show. Hold on. You don't understand. Focus. I'm focusing. So... So, for a hundred grand... Stop bringing up the money. Yeah. So, the guy is saying that I can't see or talk to this guy again. Yeah. Okay. But we're just talking within a year. Because mm-hmm. like after the year, I'm free to do. But what he I might want. be gone. You met him at the. You met him at the beginning of the year. You had a spark with this person. Twelve months from now, who knows where that guy's? This true, new guy is going to be. True. That's a. That's a real. You have to. You have to add that that there's like this. Yeah, I'm adding spark, that. And it's like really so intense. Do you feeling. go for the spark, or do you go for? Well, the, the question the year is how how grand. much was the spark happening with this very guy? strong. Oh, so he's, like, worth putting in work for. He is worth... Yeah, this new guy you meet, he no, is... No, Daniel. The man that I'm doing this show no, with. No, he's not worth it. Oh, he's not. Well, no. Then I think you've answered your question. So you would break, not if, make a hundred grand. If that guy is not worth me sticking around and teaching him shit for a year, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't waste a year of my but life But you would get a hundred grand. I might not. It's a fucking game show. There's tons of people playing it. No, no, no. It's just you playing it. Oh, it's just if me. If you can make it through so this year. So I will 100% get $100,000. If you don't, if, if you I follow his rules. If I just a monogamous man for a year. And, you, and even though you fell in love with somebody else. But I also have an incredible spark for that guy. Yeah, an incredible spark. For yeah. the guy that I'm dating currently. No, not the... Why aren't no. you understanding Not the question. guy you're dating, the other guy. Okay. No, it's a decent spark with the monogamous guy. Okay. Well, okay. a spark is a spark. But, no, but it's a very strong spark with this other guy that you're not supposed to be Well, with. distance makes the heart grow fonder. I would probably be like, in one year, let's meet at this train station at this time. And if you're not there... And we'll buy a house. I'll understand. You know? Like, I would... What is that show? That midnight... Yeah. Sunset... Sunset. In Paris. No. I would do that. I would do that with that bro. I would be like, in one year. That's what I would do. So you'd take the risk. It'd be super romantic. And the the whole year I'd be wondering. But the thing is, it also would be an interesting thing to happen to me. Because 
I would then know that I have that person I'm thinking about and pining about, but I'd also be looking at what's right in front of me and working on that. Like I would be able to see if I could work on what's right in front of me, knowing that there's Mm. this other thing in the back of my mind as well. Like it would just be a challenge all the way around. I think it'd be exciting. (laughs) Okay. What if it's, what if it's like $500,000 and you're never allowed to see the guy again? Um, all, right, all right, we don't have to answer this. Let's just move on. This is too. This is too hypothetical. They're this like, is, what's the topic, is, guys? <laughs> so I don't know. We were talking about hypotheticals with. Uh, let's get back to it. Not the hypotheticals. No, let's not get back to the hypotheticals. No. We were just. I was just trying to put a price on Dana's principles. Yeah. Um. Someone's like, I'm actually still watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Is there anything else that we were that we were talking about with the uh, with the TikTok that we made? Um, we were just kind of talking about uh, the guy was the, the mix between boundaries and rules, and how like monogamous people sometimes try polyamory but don't have any of the education like searching behind it, so they just do it kind of wrong. And I think polyamory is just like this excuse to, to for like, bad behavior be, to cheat and lie, and so they're literally. It's really sad. They literally think that people that are poly are just open. Like, they're just helping people be cheaters and liars openly. And it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I, I couldn't get through to the guy. That was kind of the end result. Um, I wonder, out of all the people that claim they're polyamorous, like, what percentage of them are just, are like, doing, it doing a blatantly horrible job with it? Yeah, I would love to know that. Does anyone feel like they know any of these people that are like not doing polyamory right like for example they have partners and none of the partners know about each other or like that's our next or they or they date they date people or they sleep with people and not tell them that it's going to be a one-night stand for them somebody said that that we that we think that poly equals bound boundaryless that's not true that's not true i have met those people for sure i mean everybody has boundaries that you set up for yourself Someone's <laughs> most <yes>. of them. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Like sixty percent of the people on the poly dating apps. Wow. You know what I love when people match with me and they're like, "I'm polyamorous too," and I'll be like, "Oh, it doesn't say it on your profile," and they're like, "Oh, well, I don't like give that information out." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Mm. So what makes me trust that you're actually polyamorous and you don't just want to sleep with me?" Are you obligated to say that you are poly on a dating app? Mm, I guess not. Like, let's say they were like, oh, well, I actually am a banker and I would be looked down upon. I'm a banker. Let's say they're like, you know, I would be looked down upon if they knew I I dated multiple people or something. But I disagree with that because monogamous people are cool with people dating multiple people when they're dating. So that's like being single Mm -hmm. is like a free-for-all to monogamous people. So how is that any different from someone being like, Oh, I'm Polly. It all it's about is that your beliefs. So that's like basically saying, "Oh, well, if if they found out I was a certain religion." Yeah, like like even if like with given our that's schedule. That's not okay anymore. If like, I meet a girl, yeah. me being with you won't affect it won't have much of an effect on my relationship with her other than the couples privilege thing and whatever, but still we are non-hierarchical, so, like, what what that means is, like, that we don't try to be, like, primaries and make the other person feel secondary, and we tell our family about it, and so, I don't know, we try to avoid uh, 
you know, the Making primary, secondary feel like thing. Their second. So um, like place. technically, like if I have a girlfriend, if I find a new girlfriend, it doesn't even matter that I'm poly. If anything, it's just an advantage to her because I'm more emotionally mature because I have a woman on my side. Right, exactly. And you can have a woman to talk to when you do something wrong and be like, I think I did something wrong. Like, yeah, did I? And but I, I understand like, yes. that a lot of couples probably give polyamory a really bad name. Yeah, because they, they they're really up. out for each other. I mean, we they're, fucked up. Yeah, we totally did. But like they first they put themselves first. And then yeah. they're like whatever to everyone else. And so they just like end up playing with people like their objects or toys and like fucking with their emotions and shit and their feelings. Um, but yeah, we learned that pretty quick that that was not the right way to treat people. I don't know if we ever treat anybody like an object intentionally. No, I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm not saying we treat people as an object either, but I'm saying that that's often what the problem is. Like people that unicorn hunt often treat the third party as like a, a throw in or a throw out, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of objectifying them. Um, or they just want to use them for sex, but then they don't want to like, we treat them well, that. like take them out or do anything. No, we didn't do any of that. I'm the not. Thing, I'm thing just saying in general, a lot the, of monogamous the, the problem, couples. The real problem we did was make rules. We made or, rules or we outside to... of them, and we called them a secondary, and we were primary. And I just think those words in general are hurtful. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. I don't know how long we've been going for, but I would say this is a pretty decent first podcast episode. Absolutely. Y'all have been part of the first podcast episode. If you have any questions, and maybe we'll take some Q&A now. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, there's a lot of questions here. Have you had another partner that grows in connection and challenged time resources? I don't know what that means. Um, They're saying that, like, have you had a partner where you wanted to grow even closer with them so it challenged your time schedule? Mm. Yes. But the reason why I would say the person I dated challenged the time schedule. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And we had a deep connection. But there was some toxic things that went on in that relationship. So, like, even, even though they wanted to take a step forward, I didn't because they were Mm -hmm. holding me back with some of the ways they treated me. So he became really clingy at the end towards the end. Yeah. Well, he just, yeah, the clinginess wasn't the problem. It was like the way he talked to me, the way he like tried to make me jealous to make him feel better about himself or feel good. Right. The way he like manipulated when he felt insecure, things like that. Like, right. You know, that's where I was like, I don't want to spend more time with this person anymore. Okay. So going back to answering that question though, so, yeah, like, that, if that happens, I'm excited for that. Like, if that happens again, and, and it's, like, a good situation, and someone, I want to be closer with them, but they want to be closer with me, or Daniel, or whatever, um, that's going to be great. Like, I want them to challenge my life, and be like, man, there's so many things I want to do in my day. There's so many things I want to do. That's yeah, like, I think busyness, and, in, in, like, for us, it's a good thing, and it works with our schedule. There was somebody else, actually... Somebody who asked in the comments today, they were like, oh, how do you deal with, like, being really busy? Like, don't you, doesn't it require, like, a ton of time in polyamory or something yeah. like that? If you have another partner, how do you have time to, like, take care of more than one? Not take they, care, They but, like, wanted another partner, but they were like, how do I make time for that? Yeah, make time for more than one person. Um, and the thing is, is, like, on the flip side, um, 
polyamory can create time for you because when you have more partners, it's sort of like you have a tribe in a way. I mean, depending on how the, the relationships are and the dynamics are, you could actually have more time because maybe you know, you're, you're freeing up energy from each person in the things that they don't want to do where a significant other would usually have to fill in. So like, for instance, I don't know, let's say me and Dana both hate cooking. So cooking takes, well, I don't know, you don't hate it, but you just don't care about whether food tastes good or not. Okay. Hold on. Let's let's just, let's just not get into that right now. But basically, like, let's say we found a cook or like one of like if I started dating somebody who like loved cooking or you started dating somebody who loved cooking, um, that would take out of the energy required. At least I mean, maybe you guys would eat together and I would just be able to eat my simple, boring meals and, and we wouldn't have to get into the fights about the cooking. And, you know, I don't know. That's just like one element like mm-hmm. where like energy is saved um, because you're diversifying your Partners needs. Or needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it can also like be it could also save you time too. like. Yeah. Also, you have more resources like, y- you know, um, why is someone saying danger, danger, danger topic? Oh, because of the cooking? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one. Were you yeah. done with that? There was another thing that came up that was interesting. Um, someone asked... Um, yeah, I'm done with that. Someone asked... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta focus. Someone said, "Can't do you have to be primaries if you have children, though? And what I wanted to say is that I That's think a good if question. you, I think it's a good question, but I, I would say no, because imagine that you meet a third and she likes both of you, or, or maybe it's just a person who who's dating one of the couple that has kids. Um, in the end, let's say that person like down the line ends up moving in, or maybe they are always babysitting the kids when the main, like the, the original couple gets to go out sometimes, or like, let's say all three people end up helping with childcare. Um, do you think that that third person would feel good knowing that the beginning of the relationship, they were called a secondary, like, no, like they wouldn't, they would feel shitty. They would feel second best. They would feel like second rate. And that would like leak into the whole relationship. So if you started off a relationship being like, you're equal with us, like everyone's aware that that couple has more priorities that more responsibilities because they have children but you don't have to literally spell it out and be like um just so you know you're second your priorities and everything about you is second to ours we're more important like that's just gonna hurt people and i'm not saying that it's also going to in your mind you're going to treat them differently because of that and they're going to wonder if anybody in the chat does anybody in the chat have um a couple are they with a couple that has a kid and do you feel like the kid is like your own like do you feel in love with the kid even though it's like the it's biologically the other couples um i would just love to hear that thanks amy yeah uh um, yeah that is interesting i would love to hear yeah if, if anybody in here um yeah they're saying if you love that person you should they should be equal yeah, I just don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think it sets a good, like, starting point for a relationship when you're, like, I, you're I'm the secondary. person. With, someone said, I'm the person with the kid, and I want my partner to treat my kiddos like theirs one day. Yeah, I agree. 
in the beginning stages with a couple that I talk to separately and we all have kids. Yeah, like in the end, you mm. want everyone to be imp- important and feel equal. So you have to start it that way. But it doesn't mean that you have to neglect that you have responsibilities that that third person might not have in the beginning. Jay Tuck said it's just like being a step parent. Yeah. I have three kids with my wife and my girlfriend constantly says she is heavily invested in them. Yeah. I have a kid. I would never expect my perspectives to assume motherhood. Okay. Being a single mom now, I would totally want everyone to be a family unit eventually. Yeah. I have a special needs teenager, which makes it hard to date, period. That's rough. (laughs) That's, yeah. Um, uh, My other half has her own kiddos, too, so you just have to be open. My other partner is very friendly with my kiddos, but doesn't want their own. Okay, cool. Um, So... Yeah, basically, I think ultimately you want, if if the person's important to you, you want them to be important to you in your life and with your kids. Um, the person who said, you know, I don't expect my girlfriends or people that I see to be like mothers to my kids, that's you setting a boundary and that's you setting what you want your life to look like and that's totally fine. You And you might end up meeting someone that you do feel that way about, but it doesn't have to be everyone you date. Um, so I think that's fair too. Um, yeah, I also dated someone that didn't want kids ever, but was okay with mine. That's another thing. Like I might be one of those people to someone where like, I don't necessarily want to have kids right now, but if they had kids, I might really enjoy being a part of that, you know, dynamic in that life, their life. I think it would be fun since we don't really want kids too badly. Like I wouldn't mind. Yeah. If we dated somebody with kids, I guess. I'm just kind of like, you know, we're, we're sort of the cool ants. As long as we don't have to do anything too much <laughs> with too much responsibility. <laughs> I mean, every for once the next, in a while, like ten years. I get it, but um, yeah, my husband and boyfriend are equal when it comes to kids. I think that's, that's cool. how it should be. Um, <gasps> nice. Um, well, I finished my makeup. Cool. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Well, I think it's been good. Uh, maybe we should round it up. Yeah, let's do it. What's in store? What's next? Like, tomorrow? I don't know. Well, we have a video we're going to put out about... uh, Oh, about... Another skit we made. A skit we made about financing. uh, Finances. Sharing finances with your partner. Um, So we're probably going to do... We're doing these skits now, and we're not sure if there needs to be a punchline or not. We're just, like, kind of doing them, like, realistically. And then we're going to just see if they're, like, funny or not. But anyway, thanks for sticking around. And thanks for the compliments, guys. I just saw that. Sorry, we didn't get to all, all, you know, obviously, we're not, we're going to just try to stay on topic here, so we're not going to get to all of the comments, but, but, uh, yeah, check out, we're going to try to post this soon, so, uh, it, what is the date? I don't even know, bro. It's November 4th. Yes. Stick around. Remember, remember the 4th of November. All right. Love, 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 love,